All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Hot Tag Wrestling. My name's Dale Hangman Albright. I am Jesse Baker. Acme Geronimo Brown. And it looks like we're just going to go ahead and start rolling right on in. Damn right. So, uh, a subject around this season on the road to WrestleMania is always the illustrious and prestigious WWE Hall of Fame. Just rewatched the uh, resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts this morning. Lots of uh, vignettes on him and Scott Hall getting inducted in the 2014 Hall of Fame. Obviously, it's a heralded thing for pro wrestlers all over the place. So my question is, wishful thinking, who that has not been inducted into the Hall of Fame so far would you like to see go in? Not necessarily this year, just in the future. Start with Geronimo. Chris Benoit. The Crippler Chris Benoit. I believe they might have forgotten his name. Well, I mean, we've been seeing a lot more of his son lately. Uh, he's true. been at some events. He's been pictured backstage. I'm not going to say they're ever going to forgive him um, by any means. Uh, there's no way to in that situation. But Wait, how I, did you see his son? His son's are, uh, <laughs> the other one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't have the sound effects pulled up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, I mean, do we tell the story? Do we leave it lie? Hey, here's the deal. Why don't you just look him up? If you're yeah, curious I mean, about the scandal, why don't you just look up ironically named the crippler Chris Benoit? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're supposed to be coming out with that documentary soon. Yeah, they always say that. I, I, I feel like the roadblocks are there for days. It'll probably get strangled to death before it comes out. <laughs> oh, man. Too soon? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Uh, one that I would like to see get done, and uh, it's it's another stereo. You know, or sorry, not stereo. It's, it's it's another one that that is along not the that depth, but I'm definitely going to say China. Yep, um, I'm right there with you on that one because there was so much that she did for the industry. There's so much she stood for. You know, it's it's sad to see a downfall. Uh, it was great to see her go through rehab and make a lot of changes. However, mm-hmm. you know, her her career choices, I can understand where McMahon comes from and not wanting to. I do like the fact that they've mentioned her. Yeah, since, totally. Uh, but I, do I see her going to the Hall of Fame? No. I wish she would. But uh, due to the fact I, I, I see where Vince McMahon's coming from, if they, you know, if, if a kid that's just now getting into wrestling typed uh, Joni Lawler or China. They're going to find some things immediately that, yeah, they're they're probably not going to want the, their kids to watch. But, Very yeah, I, I think she deserves a spot. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, well, now I'm going to say mine, and I believe between the three of us, we named the most obvious three fucking ones there are, so now I feel a little bit boring. Um, but mine, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart. Okay. 110%. I believe the only roadblock they've had thus far, in all honesty – is Owen's wife is uh, not in any state of approval over WWE really mentioning or referencing Owen. Uh, they had to fight tooth and nail to get the DVD put out. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know how realistic that is just because of that, because in all honesty, you know, they are completely and totally responsible for the slip-up that led to his unfortunate way, 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 way too early and tragic passing. But in all honesty... Did you uh, actually hear how that happened? Do what? How they discussed the whole dropping into the ring? He didn't. Oh, want, yeah. he, he didn't even want to do it. No. Oh, yeah. Totally. It was it, some WCW execs got together with some WWE that happened to be in the same town, same time, the same guys that are in charge of Sting. 
Yep. And they were like, you should try this. You should do this. And Owen wanted no part of it. Well, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't want to do that shit either. No. No, man. I mean, Shawn Michaels stupid. did it, if you remember. With yeah. The, but I'm pretty sure his was worked out over a lot more time. This was kind of a last minute, like, hey, let's do this. Well, yeah, we got okay. the shit. Why don't we do it right now? Yeah, of course. Drop me in. Yeesh. Uh, yeah. Very, very tragic. Very unfortunate. Um Snorting at the same time, bro. Hey. Same time, bro. Same time. Weather but, changes. Um, there are a lot more, I'm sure. If you guys want to sound off on uh, Hall of Fame inductions that you believe should happen that haven't happened, please hit us up on our Facebook at Hot Tag Wrestling. Yeah, I'd love to see a lot more comments from people. I know I'm getting a lot of uh, in-person comments about you know how we're doing and how they're enjoying the show, but by all means, get involved. You know, uh, If you want to hear some topics brought up or if you've got some questions, maybe some things you want to hear our opinions on, Go ahead and put it on there. Just make sure, please leave politics and religion out of it. Minus, I guess we got to leave some politics for Kane. Sure, but uh, yeah, as far as just it, wrestling in general, if you're in a local band, you want your music featured on the cast, or maybe you want to come on and talk, or maybe you want to plug something, let us know. If you are in charge of or performing in any kind of independent Tennessee-based, or in all honesty, really anywhere wrestling promotion. Please let us know. We're more than happy. Send us a card. Send us some stuff. We'll plug it. Yeah, I've reached out to several, uh, trying to just see if they can give me some radio spots or something. You know, I don't mind us doing it. You know, physically, you know, actually reading it out. But uh, you know, if they had some promos they want to send us or or flyers for us to put up on our uh, on our you know our Facebook page, that way people know that they can at least go to if they don't listen to the podcast, they can at least go to our page and see where the events are happening. We here at Hot Tag Wrestling are about building back the wrestling community in Tennessee. That was the whole point of this project. It was not just to uh, to have a wrestling podcast. While it is fun, it's also to uh, go out there and see the local promotions, meet the the local talent, meet the touring talent. You know, our field trips. Yeah, exactly. We do. We uh, as we always say, we we have a Gold Rush watch party, and uh, Jesse has his Raw watch party over at Springwater, and we have our field trips where we literally just take a huge group and. Uh, you know, we we make sure that we buy the same section. You know, if it's a it's seat, a seated event, other than that, most of the time it's just general admission. And then but, we uh, just uh, get up and take over one corner of the room, hoot and holler, and have a good old dang time, good old dang old, good old fun old dang old time. Yep. And Acme always gets a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger at the fairgrounds. <laughs> <yes. laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, independent wrestling and uh, the state of Tennessee, those two things used to go hand in hand with a handful of promoters. You know, you got Nick Goulas. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Jerry Lawler, obviously. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Jerry Jarrett, and that brings me to my next topic here for the week with all of us. The most recent inductee to the 2018 class of the WWE Hall of Fame, Mr. J.E. Double F. J.A. Double R, E, double T, Jeff Jarrett himself. You sure can spell good. I tried to. <laughs> I, I was working with him on that. <laughs> he was he's giving me sign language. That's why it took him a couple seconds. <laughs> I get distracted by my own pretty mouth. <laughs> uh, so, in, 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 in opinions and in rights, has he been in the industry long enough as an actual talent to say Hall of Fame? I, you know, my vote is yes, and here's why. Uh, so you don't feel someone should go before him? Well, I mean, I feel a lot of people should probably go before him. I think anybody that we name should go before him. I yeah, think that, yeah. and, and I don't I don't know that, you know, what we're talking about in all honesty really has all that much to do. 
I don't believe personally that his induction is very much based on his in-ring performances. Okay. I find that his contributions to the business lie very, very, very heavily in the fact that he was one of the few people, I mean, he learned from his dad. He knew how to treat it like a business. He knew how to treat himself as a commodity. That right. motherfucker could tell you convincingly that he believed that he drew a shitload of money when the guy couldn't draw a fucking dime. Yep. That's how he got his contract, and that's how he did it. His in-ring performances leave a lot lacking. Yeah. However, he was a decent enough heel when they gave him the run. Uh, he used to be, territorially, your like, golden-haired babyface and actually did a pretty killer job at that mm-hmm. because he didn't really have to wrestle much, so you couldn't tell that his in-ring where he, you know, he's not a great hand. And he was 50-50 on breaking guitars. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, that's very true. He, you know, when you're not strong enough to break an acoustic guitar over somebody's head sometimes and you got something lacking, but he, you're um... Fucked. You need to learn from the best. Yeah. Like honky Tonk. There you go. For honky Old Tonk. Honky Tonk, man. Honky Tonk. Best IC man. title holder ever. Um, 110%. And then, uh, I mean, in all honesty, I feel like Jeff Jarrett's main contribution to the business is he filled a void in a very crazy way when WWE bought out WCW. ECW also closed around the same time. And the E had this monopoly, and they were the only game in town. There are a lot of independent promotions in the country that did not get enough attention. However, Jarrett, when he started TNA Wrestling, garnered a lot of attention basically based on his relationships and his nomenclature within the industry and a handful of people that he partnered with. Obviously, that was based in Tennessee from the jump because that's where his family was based. He lives in Hendersonville, and that's where Jerry Jarrett predominantly made his fame as a promoter. So he had a whole mm-hmm. lot of clout, and he could pull a whole lot of people in. And the talent that they pulled into those first handful of shows, man, I mean, you're looking at a lot of talent as such as Sean Waltman, X-Pac, uh, Ken Shamrock came in, DDP came in, Kevin Nash came in, Scott Hall came in. Eventually, Hogan and Bischoff came in. Eventually, Flair came in, Foley came in, and Tommy Dreamer, RVD. You have all these people that came through the promotion, but those that to me is not his contribution. Like, getting people that left WWE, and I mean, even... Obviously, Sting's next jump post WCW was a TNA run. Yeah, Uh, Jeff Hardy, TNA. Matt Hardy, the whole broken Matt Hardy persona, the whole damn deal was built in TNA. They took Lashley, they got Alberto eventually down the line. Kurt Angle was a huge get and a huge thing for them for a very long time. Um, But in my opinion, his main contributions were they had to dig for talent. The invention of the X Division, to me put the athleticism behind a lot of these smaller guys just completely and totally on a radar where people could actually find it. And a lot of the people that he built in that X division, it was a weight class devoid division. They did not attach a weight class to it, which I think is the problem currently with the cruiserweight title. Yep. If they were to copy that X division model and turn it into something that didn't have a weight class and was more of a style and then didn't just do away with 205 Live, make NXT two hours and put all those dudes on there. Yep. I mean, I honestly look at 205 Live as something completely separate at WWE, and I would actually put it like below Impact. I, I mean, I enjoy the show at this point more than most of the WWE main roster product. Really? Yeah, I, I'm opposite. If I turn it on, I just for it's some like reason, when Neville I, was in it too. I, and I was I, all about it. I, I loved it. I just read that they're actually probably going to bring him back. Yeah, they're work, they're working on a way to yeah they're working on an angle to get him but back. He wants to come back? Yeah, I thought he was fucking pissed. Yeah, if they was. do it right. He was pissed, as should be. But I do, I mean, I you know, I honestly think that uh, Jarrett is directly responsible for lifting up careers of so many people 
that makes sense to all of us now. He was smart enough to poach. No, he didn't actually poach. He was smart enough to share talent with places like New Japan and Ring of Honor and Jakara and Pro Wrestling Gorilla and all these places from around the world and didn't have to sign them to exclusivity contracts, but he could showcase that talent on a natural level. And some of the guys, I mean, most famously among them that a lot of people probably wouldn't know him on a national level the same way that they do now, AJ fucking Styles, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Uh, but you got Samoa Joe, big one. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Big one. Was Kevin Owens? No. No, No, Kevin Owens was not. But um, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, who is now a very prominent prominent performer in Ring of Honor, along with Frankie Kazarian, who is uh, formerly known as Kaz, formerly known as Frankie the Future Kazarian. Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley, the Motor City Machine Guns, they made their name there. Uh, There are countless others that, you know, I can't necessarily draw up to name, but I can tell you now that the amount of talent that was brought up from that scene that made the national level, I mean, low-key, great example, went on to perform in NXT under the real bullshit name of Caval. They misused him on SmackDown. They let him out of his contract. He went back to TNA. They changed his name to Senshi for some unknown reason, but he's still a top-tier performer. And uh, when you're looking at all that, I mean, the first time I saw the Young Bucks, TNA. They were in a random TNA match, and I'd never seen them before. And I saw them perform more bang for your buck and was like, who the fuck are these kids that are dressed like the original incarnation of the Hardy Boys and the plaid pants and the bandanas? They are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yep, and they still are. Yep, they kept going. So, I mean, I got to give Jarrett kudos just for that, just for breaking that talent. And, I mean, I'm sure part of it was he had to find a way to make money, but good God did it work out. Yep. He could cut a hell of a promo, too. I agree with that. I can agree with that. I can. All right, so Jeff Jarrett going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't at this point. We did a little bit of research, but at this point, I don't think there's been anyone else named for definite. Uh, we got to think about the city it's going to be in. You know, I think I'd be more on board with Jeff Jarrett if there was. You know how you've got the you got the uh, tag team. Yep. You've got the still living. You've got the deceased. You got the celebrity wing. Whatever. I there should be a rehab wing. A rehab wing. <laughs> that Kurt Angle, last year's inductee, the oh. rehab wing. Yeah. Uh, 2014, you had two of them, Jake Snake, Roberts, and Scott Hall, the aforementioned. <laughs> yeah, again, you know, I mean, you... Hey, yo! Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, but there's, if there was a rehab wing, at least we could get China in. You know? Right. Uh, I just need one... She just needs one night in, you know? Oh... <laughs> Click dick. Anyway, yep. So moving along, we've <laughs> we, we you know something I have not got on board yet, but both of y'all have is Correct. is a uh, there's a lot of crates. I remember the first ones that came out were like they were kind of like a geek crate, and they would send you all these like video game geek type things. Well, now just about everything has crates, from food crates to shaving. Yeah, everything, any kind of crate. You, you what, like shoes, Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon's got one. Even outfits. Like if you don't want to go shopping, they send you clothes in your size in a crate. Well, thank goodness for wrestling fans, they have a wrestling crate. And and I got to give just the biggest shout out of all shout outs to ProWrestlingTees.com, dot com, based out of Chicago. That's where their brick and mortar is. They do so much great work. Uh, they they are official licensors of so many wrestlers' merchandise that they curate the designs in house. They sell it for them officially, and then all the other stuff they make. Uh, you know, for the pro wrestling crates, they'll make T-shirts, and it's the only place you can get them is subscribing to this crate. And you can tell their entire team is populated by fans, true, absolute, full-blooded wrestling fans 
from way back. They know exactly what they're doing. They hold meet and greets constantly. Pro wrestling tees. Please go check them out. Uh, I, I I can't give enough kudos to them keeping the dream alive. And all the kickbacks, the money goes to the wrestlers' families yep. or the wrestlers themselves. And like the one last week, Mick Foley got to pick a charity. Yep. That X percent went to. So each month they're doing good work. <clears throat> they do very very good work. That's awesome. I didn't know about that. So are we all actually gonna are we gonna do it? I know we've got a video, and just so y'all know, I'm going to figure out. With the wonderful world of technology, things have to be a certain size, yada, yada. But I That's will what be. she said. He'll name of your sex tape. Um, <laughs> so we're going to, uh, I'm going to upload the video. We actually have video of Acme unboxing his wrestling loot crate. Um, but did y'all also want to go ahead and discuss what, what came along with the crate? Absolutely. This crate's theme was AKA, also known as. Uh, it was the February crate. The uh, the March crate, the Golden Era, we're looking very much forward to that. But oh, the, yes. The, uh, the also known as crate, I mean, Acme got this one. He came, uh, I was actually behind the bar at the legendary Springwater Supper Club and Lounge, Nashville, Tennessee, located right next to beautiful Centennial Park. And he ended up coming over and we did the unboxing while we were there. Uh, Acme, you want to start us off talking about some of what was inside? Well, this one came with two shirts. Most, most of the ones I get come with two shirts, but mm-hmm. the two shirts in this one... Right out the gate, I was losing my shit. The dude love shirt, lordy. I haven't even seen these shirts yet. Usually, I'll break them out. Oh man, I, I love the fact right now that we're actually all wearing wrestling t-shirts. Actually, he this is, one is from the first. That's the first crate. He's wearing yeah. the January the crate, Foundation. the Heart Foundation. Which, by the way, I'm just going to say for those of you that can't see out there in podcast land, sick design. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think what I'll actually do is just go ahead and take a picture after going to the podcast. That way, we can uh, just kind of show exactly what we're talking about here. Hell yeah. Hail you. But it was, um, yeah, the dude love shirt. Glorious. I think it said, all have mercy on the yep, bottom with a right. toothless uh, The toothless smiley face smiley with face. the whole dude love theme going. It was a really great time. And it was um, the death blow. Chris Hero. Chris Hero. Also, also known as Cassius Ono, currently in WWE NXT, the knockout artist. But this shirt was a Chris Hero shirt, uh, which he's been known as for years, years on the indies. First, first ever appearance that I saw Chris Hero ever knew about him was on uh, Insane Clown Posse's Juggalo Championship Wrestling Volume 1 DVD, where he fought a guy named Isaiah, who we met at the Gold Rush. Yes, we did. We yes. did. Uh, their ring was awesome. Right, yeah. That was <laughs> something else. Literally, I think I think my bed was probably bigger. Yeah, but not in the DVD. This is a whole different. Oh yeah, a course. whole different a whole different topic for a whole different day. Right. Anyway, on with the show with the wrestling crate. Probably my favorite part of this one was the enamel pen. Yeah, the Shockmaster, Uncle Fred, <laughs> shocked the world. Also known as Tugboat. Also known as Typhoon. One half of the natural Did disasters. Did you read Ric Flair's lips when he came through the wall? <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> that was exactly what he said. <laughs> like, how do you recover? Another well, he, like, grabbed fact. it and put the helmet back on. I was like, yeah, I didn't fuck up at all. Yeah, and then they had, who was the Say guy? something about it. Who was the guy doing the voice? Ole Anderson. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ole. That's right. He was behind the curtain doing the voice, and it was hard for him to even keep a straight face while doing it. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the best part is... Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume anybody out here that's listening to a wrestling podcast has seen this clip. However... On the very daft notion that you have not, 
Look up Shockmaster, all one word, on YouTube. I'll go ahead and post it. I mean, Lord. It's It's a great way to start your day. It it really (laughs) is. If you want to make sure that your day is better than just falling through a wall by accident, then watch this clip before you start it, because you're just going to go up from there. There's no way you can fuck up after watching this clip. (laughs) No, no. The the two clips I can always count on if I need a pick-me-up is that one. Or is Ric Flair and Jay Lethal? Oh, <laughs> yes. Lord. Oh, my God. Uh, the, woo. the woo off. I Throwing mean, their gators at each other. And <laughs> I, I later learned that that was, a, that was a completely just randomly planned thing. They didn't know they were trying to work Flair, and they, they, they told them that Jay Lethal could do a good Flair, and they just went with it. And by God, if Flair didn't get pissed. Yeah. Jay Lethal's <laughs> fucking Macho Man as well. Oh, really? It's, I've not seen that he one. He can fucking. He's got. Those two, and there's there one other he can just one right ahead. Uh, he's right. so good at impersonating people. So you got a Shockmaster pin, Shockmaster pin. Then um, the I'm a I'm a wrestling fan fan. It's literally a, a fan powered by USB that reads the word like a fan is then to cool you off when you go to weird shit like Bonnaroo that I'll never set foot in. Uh, powered by USB that plugs says, into your phone. I'm a wrestling fan on the side that plugs into your phone. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty gimmicky. Well, um, perfect. Then we had a, the uh, micro, micro brawler. It was an uh, animal. Road warrior animal. A.K.A. Legion of Doom. Damn right. And yeah. then two 8x10s came in this one. Normally you only get one. How many? Two of them. Two? Two! 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 Two? Two. One was uh, WWE Hall of Famer Sir Charles Wright. A.K.A. Papa Shango, A.K.A. The Godfather. God damn right. And the other one, Dustin Rhodes. Otherwise known as the natural Dustin mm-hmm. Rhodes. Otherwise known as the son of the American dream Dustin, Dustin, Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. Otherwise known as... He got a bicycle. <laughs> Go. Where did he get that bicycle? Where did he get that bicycle? Who, who gave that kid a bicycle? <laughs> and then uh, I think the last thing that we've left out so far, there's a DVD of... Tyler Black and uh, John Moxley, otherwise known as Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, respectively. From yeah, that's cool. Their two careers. thirds the Shield. Two thirds of the Shield. The only two thirds that matter. Now, what part of the career yeah. was it? Was it, uh, it mostly FCW? I think there's some stuff on okay. it from uh, Combat Zone for okay. uh, for Moxley. And I mean, I haven't watched. I didn't watch the DVD. There was a the Ricochet match. Oh right, 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 right. Um, Good Shit, stuff. Somebody else, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, all in all, this stuff. I mean, you're talking thirty bucks tops for this, and if you subscribe to a longer plan, the 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 amount of money goes down. So it's like thirty. It's twenty nine ninety five plus shipping, and if you subscribe to a year, it's like twenty three ninety five plus shipping per month at the end of the day. I know Basically, I mean, it's free shipping. I know yeah. for a fact, just from y'all signing up and discussing it on the podcast, that that several friends have actually started to go ahead and order. Yeah, I you mean know, they're, it, they're they're jumping, especially because what's the next one coming out? It's the Golden Era. Era. Golden Era features wrestlers such as Rowdy Roddy Piper, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Andre the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh yeah, and Ooh. so on. So Snap forth. into a telephone pole. <laughs> Woo. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely go check out ProWrestlingTees.com, ProWrestlingCrate.com. Everything that uh, those folks are doing is tremendous, tremendous stuff for the business. Very soft T-shirts, too, if you're a fan of the soft tee. Very yeah, true. no, I am. That's yeah, that's actually a rarity. That's, that's the only thing I do not enjoy about the WWE shirts. They are just too damn God hot. damn rough as fuck and heavy. Yeah, they're hot. <laughs> Try bartending in them. Yeesh. So, uh, we're going to move along. We got the next pay-per-view coming up, uh, Fastlane. 
not one of my preferreds, but you know, rest we'll, hold. Yeah, yeah. So on this lineup, we've got some confirmed matches. Uh, I, I, I went ahead and did some research. The first one that I'm looking at that I'm actually excited about, mm. I'm really excited about, is uh, Bobby Roode and a little uh, Randy Orton. A little Randy Orton, a little RKO out of nowhere, actually. I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually a huge Randy Orton fan. I, I enjoy not only his in-ring gimmick, but uh, that's pretty much his gimmick in life. Yeah. Like, he's just the type guy. A smug son of a bitch. Yeah. I know he's catching a lot of flack for some political post he made. Again, I don't give a fuck about smug. I didn't see that. Yeah, well, it's just his yeah. fucking look. Yeah, well, that. Stupid snake fucking dick. I'll tell you, ag- <laughs> agree or disagree, That's though. probably, that is what it looks like. Snake dick. His dick? Well, obviously. <laughs> agree or disagree? Okay. Randy Orton more entertaining on the mid-card instead of being in the uh, title run picture. Absolutely. Yep. Even though, I, even though I'm a huge fan, yeah, you're right. It, they let him show out a little bit more. It doesn't have to be so playing up to the WWE way of doing the top amount of business. I like seeing the viciousness that comes out in that dude and in his character when he's on the mid-card. And it's such an interesting angle to have him vying for the U.S. championship being the one championship that he has not won. Yep. Lending credence yet again from a main event level star down to the U.S. title. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I've got a lot of hope in that one. Um, I mean, of course, I still want Bobby Roode to hold the U.S. championship. Yeah. But I definitely see him headlining WrestleMania next year. Oh, yeah, 110%. Because uh, Bobby Roode, again, not a spring chicken. Nope. Much like AJ. Much know, like Shinsuke. Yep. We've got we've to get these guys their spotlight and get it in the right time. Mm-hmm. That's why, like I said about Finn Balor earlier, I feel like he's being a wasted talent right now, but he's still got so many years left ahead of him. He's got time for them, and in, again, he's one of those weird, unique dudes that doesn't need a strap to be over. There are all these jokes about Finn Balor not being over. I disagree. Yet again, I digress. Right, right. Um, God, that reminds me of digress. All right, <laughs> so the next match that I noted, uh, I don't. This, this fast lane is almost too predictable. I know that Elimination Chamber was the same way, but this one is is, is fairly well predictable. Uh, the next match we got is the Usos versus New Day. Hmm. Now, I wonder. I know that Usos are going to be over no matter what. However, I do not like the new gimmick. I just I, I feel nope. it's way too fake. Now, I've heard from some people tell me that it, it seems more realistic to who they are. But I, I, I'm just I'm not buying it. I, I feel like for some reason we went back to like the early '90s, mid '90s. We've got like this hip hop group coming out, but they're trying to be like all hardcore. Like we just put you on lockdown. Speaking of the the of that, the graphics. Oh God, the, the graphics. New SmackDown are, kiddo graphics. Is and of all people that down. they just used them on this last SmackDown was Dolph. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck are they doing that? I don't know, but they use it. They Dolph's whole gimmick right now is I'm not going to come out with music. I'm going to wrestle and fuck you. But they're going to put is great, into fucking by the Adam way. West Batman. Yeah. Yeah, it's a kapow. Now, bang, boom. <laughs> now, coming from a guy who if you listen to our last installment, directly quoted the fact that he learned to read from comic books and wrestling was a live action comic book to me, I still get really agitated. When I see those graphics, even though it's very comic booky, it just takes so much away from anybody's ability to perform on screen or talk convincingly. Right. Yeah. But so back to that match. Are y'all actually excited? Do you really see a title change? I don't. No, I, I don't see a title change. The one thing I always hope for and the one thing I usually am never disappointed in when the New Day's in the ring is those boys shining out. And free and pancakes. Yep. 
man, <laughs> all day long. I just I them actually being able to go the distance and uh, prove something and run around and I mean. Anytime Xavier Woods is in the ring, in my opinion, that dude is absolutely the next Dwayne Johnson if they give him the fucking shot. Yep. Uh, Kofi is such an amazing athletic performer, albeit I don't love him on the mic. I think Big E has a very large future in front of him. What you mean, Mon? What you mean, Mon? Can't we go back to the... Little trouble in paradise, Mon. (laughs) Cool Mm. runnings. Yeah, right? I think New Day is one of those things that we're not going to see go away for a long time. I feel the same way. Oh, yeah, Vince is in love course, with him. He, he yeah. lets them do what they want. You know, it's very surprising. That's very yeah. rare in this day and age. Creative yeah. freedom in the E doesn't really exist. But the, the one thing I do want to see, I don't know if he's, if he's still alive. If he is, let's try and make this happen. I want to dance off between Big E and Jimmy Del Rey. Oh, Lord. Because, that's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. If, if you don't know who Jimmy Del Rey is. Jugg- the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Yep, look him up on YouTube, and and just they've got montages of him. And I swear, if you watch him, you'll immediately see where Biggie got that 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 hip sh- whatever it is he does. So, all right. So, do you think there's gonna be a title change, Acme? Hell no. Okay. No yeah, way. I, I don't think so either. But but after this, where do the Usos go? Who they got? The bar. I I guess. Uh, hopefully, hopefully after this and after they're Mania, they're, right? You know, after this and after Mania, when they do these combined pay-per-views and they don't do their brand specific things anymore what i'm hoping for is they take some of the titles and condense them as well i'm cool with seeing a minor title on each brand i would love to see them abolish the u.s title eventually honestly because having an intercontinental title and a u.s title to me seems very redundant yeah i think we have too many titles floating i want to see them do there needs to be one world title that only gets defended at pay-per-views there needs to be one set of men's tag team titles that only gets defended at pay-per-views one women's title, one set of women's tag titles, which, I'm sorry, it's coming. That's one of those things they're going to yep. do. And they're going to have to do it in order to utilize their women's roster because at this point it's so knee-deep, you know? Yep, and, especially combining them. And then I think the Cruiserweight title should be a minor title on NXT as opposed to the Cruiserweight title. And the U.S. title should go away. There should be an IC title on the Raw brand and a television title on the SmackDown brand. And that's how they should do them. The TV title. They've WWE, done that before, right? WWE has never had a television title. WCW did, though, right? And ECW. Oh, ECW. The, the longest-reigning television champion, ECW, Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Pay-Per-View. 420 means I just smoked your ass. The one and only Rob Van Dam. The but whole fucking show. Best tights in wrestling. Best right. Except for Rybacks. Oh. <laughs> Feed me s'mores. Um... <laughs> Uh, all right, so the next one we got another title match: uh, Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. Ugh. Can she just? Can Charlotte just kick her nose off? Can Charlotte just keep the title? Kick her in the back of the yeah. head, make her nose I mean, bigger. I don't see a title change. I think they're really pushing Ruby. They, it, it could be a title change, but right now, if they do that, they are playing hot potato with that title with Charlotte so much that it's getting ridiculous. It really is. And what's Charlotte? I mean, what happens at Mania with that title if they take it off of Charlotte? If they put it on Ruby, I mean, what's the match? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I got nothing. I I think it's a, just a build up for something. But I, mean, I think I think that we're going to see uh, either a Charlotte Oscar or a Charlotte uh, Ronda. I mean, Ronda Ronda's going against the Authority. Oscar still hasn't said who she's fighting. She hasn't said it's Alexa. But at the end of the day, I mean, you, I could see Oscar against Charlotte. I couldn't see Oscar yeah. against Ruby Riot though. No, 
for, for, for WrestleMania. No, he stomped the shit out of her. Well, not just that. That's just too fast of a call. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Asuka has proven herself way beyond proving herself to pull WrestleMania this fast. Ruby Riot, no way. If Riot beats Charlotte at Fastlane, then mark my words, there is no SmackDown women's title match at Fastlane with Ruby, or I mean at WrestleMania yeah. with Ruby Riot holding the strap. There's no way they can pull it up. Maybe it's a kickoff show thing, but honestly, with the way the women's division is going and how much clout the WWE is getting from it right now, yeah. they're never going to put that in the kickoff show. All right, so the next one is lengthy. Are we ready for all these names? Good lord. We, we, we've got a six way lazy right? riding. So we got AJ Styles, we got Kevin Owens, we got Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and John Cena. <sighs> yep, I saved the best for last. Uh, I where where is this headed? Why do we straight just, to the shitter? Well, yeah, I mean that's definitely. I mean I I, I know that one, but it, I mean, what can you do? I mean, obviously, again, uh, I referred to this last episode as well. Lazy writing on the part of the WWE. You just toss people in matches, and, and it's just like, hey, let's toss this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy because they don't know what to do with anybody. They have nobody that – apparently nobody that intelligently knows how to book on their main roster shows because they're not utilizing anybody to build feuds. They're just all on the same match, all for the same reason. Maybe they're trying to pull a swerve. Oh wait, I think I think we just answered our own question. Right, you know who's part in charge of writing right now? Mm-hmm. Teddy Long. Let me holla. Ooh, <laughs> it's gonna be a tag team match. Play Teddy Long. Holla, 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 holla. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> well, he's got to be for this many fucking six way matches. I mean, it's just Asshole. insane, man. I, it, it's just really terrible. I mean, I think that Cena being written in. And here's one thing. And this is the only light at the end of the tunnel that I can possibly come up with. If John Cena gets arbitrarily and completely unearned added into two main title matches for both rosters and does not win either one, then hopefully whatever thing they stick him in at Mania, whether it's Mysterio, whether it's whoever, is like kind of him on his way out. Because how do you come back from that? I don't. There's no way to. Yeah. So hopefully we start to actually not be able to see Cena. I'd love it. Yeah, and if you're not a little kid, like, how are you not fucking sick of seeing him? I mean, my response to you can't see me is don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't die. I don't want to see you. Get the <laughs> fuck out. And, you know, I, I think he realizes that, too. I think he realizes that because in, in reality, I think he has done a lot for the business. I'm going to give him respect where it should be due. I know he's only got five moves of doom. So did Hogan. You know, if I go back and look at my my classic legends that I love, like Hogan and Warrior and even Brutus the Barber, when I look back, they were terrible. It's true. They were terrible in ring. But you know what? You they, remember the Disciple? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't. I actually don't. I I don't remember that or Christmas Creature or <laughs> Dr. Yankum. <laughs> Dr. Yankum. Man, or Fake Diesel. And I don't remember any of those guys. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's where it's headed. Now, my other thing, when you're saying it's, it's you know, cheap booking, I'm almost wondering if they're too focused on changing from USA to Disney, USA to Fox. I think maybe they're focused too much on the business aspect right now to really focus on the card. It's possible, but also I think that, you know, the Mania matches, for the most part, 
If been... we get the Mania matches. That's why I'm saying this is predictable. Yeah, the Mania because matches Because we're building are... for Shinsuke and AJ. Yeah, the Mania matches are locked in. Now, I will say, and something I've said since day one, Shinsuke and AJ at Mania doesn't need to be for the title to be the main event. Hell no, no. And, but at the same time, I think it will be. I think. I mean, obviously, AJ goes over in this six-pack challenge, in my opinion. If anything yeah. else happens, I'm going to be very surprised. But do you think AJ goes over clean? No, no. I, th- I think no, so. No. I think they've been building him up enough to to keep him clean now. Is this the beginning of the real deal Owen Zane re rivalry? Oh yeah, for sure. During the match, for sure. I feel like that's got to be a part of it. I think Ziggler probably ends up being in some stupid fucking go nowhere rivalry with Baron Corbin for no good reason. And then I wish they'd do something good with him. I do too. I mean, I'd love to see him win and actually go against a different contender and then still have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, is this a first pin? Is it first fall? What is this? Six-pack challenge, I believe it's first. I, I think it's first elimination, not single elimination. I believe it's first. Huh. Because I was going to say, who do we think first out? But I could be wrong. This could be a single elimination match, and it could be just uh, dude by dude. I don't know. I didn't do my research on that. but Yeah. I, like I said, Fastlane's not one of my preferred anyways. Yeah, fuck it. But we're going to go ahead and take our uh, usual break. Uh, what are we going into here? Who we got? We are going into another song by one of my favorite local bands that's ever existed. This band is the inimitable Born Empty. And this particular song is called One Day Sunday. And please enjoy the dudes.
All right, we're back here at Hot Tag Wrestling. All right, so we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, one of the local events we just went to uh, a couple weeks ago. It was uh, Southern Underground Pro. Damn right. It was located over at the Beast. They've been doing a great job with this. You know, uh, we attended the last one as well, and it almost seemed as though the crowd doubled. Them boys is running out of room. It was crazy. It was Uh, great. I love to see that, but they're going to have to get a bigger venue. Yeah. There was a little known fact. uh, I used to handle the booking. Cheers. (laughs) <laughs> a little no effect uh, Norm. The, uh, I used to run the booking for another venue in town That is not the Beast Where I initially met with the founders of Southern Underground Pro About doing the show there Unfortunately, due to physical room constraints We couldn't host the size of the ring at all uh, No matter what we did So try as I might I never in my six and a half years over there Got to actually put a wrestling event in And I really wanted to It was awesome of them to come to me But they found a home in the Beast, and um, <laughs> but the uh, they found a they found a home in the Beast, which is great, and uh, they 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 really knocked it out of the park. Uh, Southern Underground Pro has been doing a really fantastic job of highlighting some great independent talent, and being an independent promoter, I know there were some changes to the card uh, on that day, and being able to roll with the punches on stuff like that and still provide a tremendous show is not only challenging enough, but one thing that sets them apart, they actually do go out of their way to set up recurring storylines that people can get invested in. So like the first event that we personally, that I personally attended and that at me personally attended, Dale, I don't know if you went to one before that, but um, at the end of the show saw one of the founders get thrown through a table off the stage by his... Oh yeah, that was there. Well, I mean, I don't know if you went to one before that. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah, so that was all of our first one. It was the first one at the Basement East, and um, we saw Jesse, uh, known as Righteous Jesse, get thrown while doing the announcing and doing the commentating, get thrown off the stage through a table at the tail end of the show, got some color. I mean, a very heated rivalry. With his best friend. I was going to say, what did they want? A fort broke out? Oh, yeah. The old Abdullah. Um, (laughs) He's got a chisel. Yeah. He's got a chisel. Um, but yeah, he got uh, he got flipped off the stage while commentating by his best friend and uh, took a really hellacious table bump that looked to me like it was really, really, really dangerous. And that led to a dog collar match in <laughs> this particular iteration referred to as Achy Breaky Heart. I will say the card from start to finish was absolutely incredible. Uh, we got there right around bell time and uh, the first match, a six-man scramble match, Let's talk Holy about highlights. I know. Let's yep. talk about highlights. What do you guys think? Oh, fucking old Marco. Marco. I, well, I'm not going to lie. When I saw him come in the ring, I was like, he's dead. I thought he this is die. illegal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think, literally. I, I think somebody actually yelled that. That was me. My heckle was, am I going to get in trouble for being here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else heckled. He was like, he's just a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The heckling at this one was way better. Oh, man. It was on fire. Yeah, just to throw it out there, Marco, um, you know, in a in a ring of I, I wouldn't say giants, but in a ring of wrestling looking wrestlers, this guy is uh, about five foot nothing, if I had to guess. Yeah, and uh, had a tattoo on his back, so maybe eighteen, or just maybe friends with the right people. Yeah, um, he pulled out some really crazy shit though. He pulled out like a springboard code breaker type scenario, like a springboard double knee code breaker, and uh, he, he was selling like a motherfucker, like oh, a backbreaker. He, nothing touched the ground. Yeah, because uh, he's so small. 
His if little, I recall, uh, didn't he actually like moonsault over on top of all the guys? What yeah. He end, well, what he no, he didn't do a moonsault. What he ended up doing, he did the second. He springboarded from the second rope up to the third rope on the other side and front and front senton. Okay, off into okay. the six of them, right into the announce booth. And just perspective for those of you that may or may not be familiar with the basement is once you put a ring in there. I mean, you're no more than a skosh away from all of the action. And so when I say they flipped on everybody, he didn't just flip on all the wrestlers. I mean, it was everyone in that side of the audience. Yeah. It's a very intimate environment, and it was really impressive. Oh, yeah. This is one of those shows. There's no barricade. Nope. Not a this lick. Is, that's what I mean. When you bring someone to one of these local events, this is when you can really get them involved in wrestling. I mean, there's no seats, no barricade. You can hear the wrestlers breathe heavy. I mean, it, it it's intense. It's I mean, for fuck's awesome. sake, somebody stole a dude's cigarellos. Oh, yeah. The, uh, that okay, and we just we just figured out we just figured out which one I was talking about. But yeah, um, they uh, they he got black and miles thrown at him. It's part of his gimmick, and he had a whole collection of them in the corner of the ring. And somebody just went and grabbed him and took them, <laughs> just smashed them. <laughs> Free shit. Yeah, because they were like they gone. Yeah, he did actually. He took them to protect him, and he did get them back just for the record. But uh, that's the no fun part. But. That scramble match that was that was a big highlight to me. The Tower of Doom superplex. Yes. Yep. The the ceiling clearance at the basement east. Anytime anybody goes off the top rope or they're about to there, they got to touch the, the HVAC for good yep. luck. Yep. <laughs> Just to make like, sure right, it's become we're religion. Good. We're yeah. good to go. In, in this particular spot, there's a hanging light fixture where Marco's upside down, feet to the ceiling, and you can literally in the video. I think that Acme. I think you took it. Yeah. You can hear right behind us somebody being like, Tuck, Tuck, oh my God, Tuck. <laughs> yep. so they was it Julia? I think it was Julia. It was uh, it was our, our good buddy, uh, Josh Toke Whitfield, his girlfriend, who's the, the well, I'm not going to say her profession. I don't want to yep. put her public. But yep. but <laughs> she, she's uh, a professional. Now, she's I will say she had a lot more fun at this one than the last one. She did. She was terrified at the first one. Yep. But she stood behind us at this one. It was great. She didn't like the staples that much. No, no. I think that was a little squeamishy. But I, I think she got the, the the act of it a little yeah. bit more this time. But I think it was her that was screaming, tuck, 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 just so Marco's <laughs> feet didn't take the life fixture out of the fucking ceiling. I mean, it, it's that kind of thing. But it was so impressive to watch, and he took those bumps so well. Everybody else in the ring, I thought, did a fantastic job. The flip-flop chop, that whole bu- uh, that whole spot was incredible. Um, and then it ended with... Uh, I, I, Jesse that founded Southern Underground Pro was kind enough to send me the card, but he sent it to me in like a, not a Snapchat, but a format that I could only look at it once and I didn't realize that. So unfortunately I can't relook at it because there were some changes in it. The guy that went over, I know his first name is Donovan. Is the guy that kind of yep. had the uh, face paint and the yep. sort of Balor look. He's one of the chisel. He carried the, the chisel to the ring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's technically just so y'all know, it's a gutter nail. Yeah. It's one of the very lengthy gutter nails, but, uh, he, Mr. The band John- Nine Inch Nails was named after them. <laughs> yeah, oh. and the- <laughs> they had like the millennial Danny Birch was in that match. Yep. Um, that fucking um, Snowflake Matrix guy. He was in the next match. But what's his first name? Tyler. Tyler Matrix. He at Basement East off the bar. Oh yeah, that was great. Like that's the glory of going to race- wrestling at the Basement East. Like. We'll go over to the bar, get a drink, flip off the fucking bar. We'll yep. sit at a bar stool and just punch each other in the face for a little oh, while. Oh, Mance Warner, yeah, that, that, he, that he, first one. Mance Warner's fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll, we'll get to that one. Yep. Um, I believe Keep after going. after the scramble match and Donovan went over, we we saw uh, Mr. Nick Iggy, one half of the Carnies, which mm-hmm. is a Tennessee based amazing tag team that toured the Indies. If you listened to the last iteration of our podcast, which I'm sure you did because you're smart, 
And uh, we had a, we had featured a match with the Carnies in it already. Nick Iggy went against a guy named Tyler Matrix, who came up from Birmingham on relatively short notice as a result of a no-show by Iggy's previous opponent. The match was incredible. Um, Iggy did a lot of really great spots. The make him smile, peeling his face apart, that whole bit. Yep. The bar spot that you just referred to is absolutely amazing. They really they worked the room, and uh, it was absolutely incredible. Then we go on to uh, there was a match with Gunner, and again I lost the card, but it was a guy that kind of looked like a mini King Kong Bundy. Oh no, that guy was great. I again <laughs> heckling was the best because as soon as he came oh, you're, out, you're thinking about the sloth guy. I'm thinking about the okay. Like, sorry. Yeah, that's a different match. That's a black and mild match. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, when you said King Kong Bundy, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, this I, guy wasn't bald though. This guy was oh, okay. He had, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had some hair. I, I feel remiss for not knowing his name off the top of my head, but I haven't received a second version of that card yet. It's so all I good. Know. Next time we go to their one of their matches, I'll remind them that you forgot their name, and they'll maybe pull you in the ring. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> but uh, when we do get the card again, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and post that on our socials at Hot Tag Wrestling on Facebook and uh, make sure that everybody has information as to what we're talking about because it really was great, and you really should check out every single one of the performers. Um, post- Each one of their events gets better and better. Oh, it does. Yeah, I, I see it continuing to just keep growing. It's a yeah. it, it's a skyrocket and a half. We go into the uh, the first intergender match of the evening. We had uh, Alley Cat also going as Body Cat. This is a kitten versus kitten match against Acme's favorite wrestler, who I'm going to let him. Bloody Cat. There you go. <laughs> um, and I've I've got to tell people this just so you know. He is a slut. Didn't didn't he carry this over from Halloween? Yes, that was his Halloween gimmick. Was yeah. he was a slutty cat? Yeah. And all he did was he put his hair up, it, like in and like se- cat ear se- looking. Like- yeah, it looked like Princess Leia semi, but they were like little Meow. cat ears. And yeah, he, <laughs> and so he went a slutty cat. But I guess they continued the gimmick, and yeah, this was an amazing match. He's just super over. Yeah, yeah, no, he really is. There was the whole like the. I mean, test- she was awesome too because she was from out of town. I believe they said she was from Birmingham. Or- yeah, yeah, she's from Alabama. Okay, yeah. Well, my I'm, favorite I'm okay part with was that. like. It's catnip, bitch. <laughs> oh. went, it's catnip, slut. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, but that was the funniest part. A lot of people didn't notice that, but when he was down on the ground in the corner, he pulled out this little bag that looked like a little personal weed bag, and it was catnip. And he was just, like, cramming it all into his nose. <laughs> and it was like he got the Ultimate Warrior revive. Like, it's catnip, bitch. <laughs> it's catnip, slut. <laughs> yeah. That was, again, with wrestling, it's great to see... Good wrestling, but it's also great to see great gimmicks. Great showmanship. Yeah. You know, when you can get the crowd involved, and, oh, and even in something like that, you know, because if you were to try and explain it to someone, most people are like, what? What What do you... But that was... It was amazing. But yeah. yeah on, um, and then we have... Uh, so, Slutty Cat, uh, Slutty Cat went under. Body Cat went over, just to throw that out there. The uh, dog collar match. Righteous Jesse versus uh, Brett Eisen. His former best friend. This match was insanely brutal. Lots of color. Staple and dollar bills. The chain from the dog collar broke yeah, pretty early that. on. They went super rough. The chair shots on this bitch. Holy like, fuck. Yeah. Edge of the chair on the rail just going heavy. Uh, the match culminates after just such a brutal affair. And Brett Eisen dropping Righteous Jesse on his head. Knocking him out cold. Onto the chair. Onto the chair. Carrie Offal comes out to help. A couple other people come out to help. Uh, I believe Koo was in the ring at some point. They got the X in that one, didn't they? They did. They got the X, and then uh, you know they come out, and they're all trying to defend him. Ison comes back out. Carrie's getting in his face. Brett try promises not to touch Jesse. Uh, Carrie gets out, trusting him, taking him on his word. 
Jesse comes back up. Little shoving match ensues. Match is over. Little shoving match ensues. And Brett, in typical Samoa no fashion, picks Righteous Jesse up and drops him on his fucking head again. Like, Jesus, man. You know, ruthless. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, after a brief intermission, we go back in, and um, there's uh, I, another highlight for me. The Music City Mutt carry awful. Again, uh, one half of the Carnies versus... Carry awful's fucking badass. He's yep. great. Uh, belly dancing? Oh. Come on, uh, yep. Uh, in a 30-year rivalry in the making with uh, one of our favorites, Mr. Mance Warner. Yep. Uh, <laughs> love is love. King of light beer. King of light beer. The amount of Popeye the Sailor Man spots involving beer in this match, <laughs> fans handing beer, partners handing beer, the whole nine. Get them going uh, to the bar and just taking someone's beer. Just fucking incredible. Uh, and then you get Carrie Offal doing not one, but two. How many? Two! Uh, Sweet! <laughs> Jerry Lawler shout out spots one being a pile driver he took down one strap for the pile driver yep. off the turnbuckle sure did and he took down the other strap for the fist drop off the turnbuckle called greetings from Memphis I'm gonna throw that out there I didn't know if he was going Lawler or if he was gonna take that strap and pull an Andre uh, <laughs> I didn't know which one that it was gonna been. be <laughs> yeah I don't think uh, Mance Warner probably pukes enough on his own with all the sonas <laughs> and shit oh the fanny pack um, it's such a great match. A lot of strong spots. Mance Warner goes over. Fucking incredible, uh, incredible time. I couldn't possibly even describe <laughs> in words how great that match was, honestly. They kissed my uncle. Yeah, and, <laughs> and at the end of the match, there's a, a very a very heavy-hearted story about how Mance Warner tried to fuck Carrie Offal's aunt again, and it didn't work. And uh, he just said he loved her, and he got turned down. And the next thing you know out of the goodness of his heart, coming out of just a blood feud, one of the most bitter, bitter 30-year-long rivalries in wrestling, Kerry Offal somewhere digs deep and finds it in his heart to kiss Mance Warner on the mouth because you know why? Love is love. That's right. <laughs> That's a great time. It um, was. Followed by the second intergender match, Kevin Koo versus... A redhead girl, a, uh, there's an A and there's an L, and that's all I know. Again, I lost the card, but um, very brutal match. There were a couple of spots in there where if somebody didn't time it 110% the fuck right, like, oh, my God. The fucking chair shot on the uh, Oh, man. She narrowly dodged a chair shot from Koo against a steel pole that would have absolutely killed anyone. Um, the, the, the amount of shots in this match, uh, the wedging the chair in the turnbuckle and sending her head through it. Yep. Got footage she, of that. Yep. She nailed down. Uh, I mean, she hit Koo with a handful of very strong maneuvers. Koo hit her with a handful of very strong maneuvers. At the end of the day, Koo goes over. But my God, it was just. That was, that was a roller coaster of a match. Angelus Lane. Angelus Lane. There we go. Thank there you. There we are. In the last person standing match. Person standing. Last person standing. It's 2018, bro. Hey. But it, it was an absolutely incredible affair. I haven't seen anybody go that hard in an intergender match ever, I don't think, and other than perhaps Beulah and Bill Alfonso, ECW, bloodiest match in history. But it was absolutely incredible. It was super entertaining. Both of those persons deserve the utmost respect from everyone. Love the end of it. Kevin Koo was just... Yep. Middle finger, just fuck. Yep. If that motherfucker doesn't make Koo sweet t-shirts, then they're missing He's fucking out. up. Yep. Cease and assist. And then you got um, the main event, Lone Star, the defending champ. This one I didn't get to see. I had to leave a little bit early. I had to go get the bar ready for our, our pay-per-view. But 
Old Doug got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> wish I could have seen it. Up. Lone Star versus Bone Collector. Bone Collector had Samoa Joe pants and a lot of back knee and was wrestling barefoot. He went over. And that's the end of my story on that one. Yeah. Okay. But All right. That's pretty much it. But the card was fucking incredible. The whole thing really was. It was It was, It was. was really great. Um, so after hearing all this, again, make sure you support your local scene. Uh, I know we're running a little short on time, but uh, if you could, let's just go ahead and do a little quick run through of some of the local promotions we got going on. Damn right. We sure can. Uh, tonight, Saturday, March the 10th, in Clarksville, Tennessee, we have Tried and True Pro Wrestling at the Wilma, Ro- <laughs> Wilma Rudolph Event Center. <laughs> Uh, you can check out triedandtruepro.com. It's tried, the letter N, truepro.com. You're guaranteed appearances by the ECW original innovator of, innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, How much of those have you drank? Hey, man, too many. <laughs> the, uh, Seven. <laughs> 69. Um, current and uh, most recent announced WWE Class of 2018 Hall of Fame inductee Jeff Jarrett, Crazy Steve, Nick Aldis, Crimson, Madison Rain and more. That will be tonight, Saturday, March 10th. And I will say take advantage of that because once these guys hit Hall of Fame, it's really hard to see them. Yep. Damn right. Kind of like John Cena. Um, <laughs> Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? No, keep going. <laughs> um, he is, you just can't see him. Double boo. Boo boo. Boo boo. Not local. Uh, WWE Smackdown Live at Bridgestone Arena on April 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee. Let us know if you're going. Let's all meet up. Hot Tag Wrestling wants to meet any of our listeners that want to hang out and shoot the shit. We'll probably get some drinks before, during, most definitely after. You should hang out with us for yep. sure. We will be there for our normal Tuesday night wrestling night uh, You know, in, in substitution. Until it gets done, and then we'll go back for wrestling night, and we will still yep. have wrestling night. We'll and still I'll be, be watching God classic. Damned if we aren't watching some badass shit over at the Gold Rush two two zero five Ellison Place, Nashville, Tennessee area code zip code three seven two zero three. But it is the go home edition of SmackDown before WrestleMania, so that's very special to us. May nineteenth at the Tennessee State Fairgrounds Event Center, which might possibly be the last wrestling event there. Purely speculation, but very possible. We have Overdrive Pro Wrestling in their second event. Their first event was an absolute barn burner and undeniably incredible. And, cheeseburgers. Uh, yeah, the cheeseburgers. Acme loves the cheeseburgers. The um, the next show is also slated. I mean, it's it's shaping up to be that way. They've already sold over 200 tickets. It's uh, absolutely <laughs> insane. It's going to be really cool. Also, hit up our boys at Overdrive Pro. Help them get to uh, help them get some likes on Facebook. They're just to go short of a thousand likes at the moment. Because they just started the Facebook part of their page, but like I'll make sure to go ahead and link them on our page. That yeah. way we can get some more love. Go over there and boost them up. Uh, they've guaranteed already appearances from Colt Cabana. You may know him from Ring of Honor and his podcast. He's uh, currently announcing for Ring of Honor a fantastic in-ring performer. Robbie E, formerly of TNA and Impact Wrestling fame. The <laughs> Rock and Roll Express, the WWE 2017 and Hall who? of Famers. Punky and Hoot. And uh, the only match that's been announced on the card so far, which is enough for me to pay the admission for sure, the big man on campus yep. versus James Ellsworth, who you may know from WWE SmackDown. And he ain't I, got no chin. <laughs> no chin music, but I can guarantee that you do not want to miss that show. Come join us there. Uh, we'll we'll be hanging out and definitely want to talk to all of you and have a wrap and grow this local wrestling community for sure. Do we want to... Uh, 
Yep. We'll just, just go ahead and run through our, our clips. I'm going to scooch through match of the week. Yep. Okay. So, uh... I can tell you what, uh, you, you kicked it around the table last time. Let's start with you. What's your match? Hell yeah, I'll go. Uh, in the spirit of fast lane in this six pack challenge situation, my match of the week for this week is actually Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at Takeover Rival in February of 2015 for the NXT Heavyweight Championship. The match is absolutely insane. It was. It retouches on the former Ring of Honor rivalry between El Generico and Kevin Steen, uh, PKA. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, respectively. Um, Owens goes over, but, I mean, it, it every spot, I mean, you can just see how much these guys know each other, love each other, and work well together throughout the match. So I would suggest going back through. They just put a collection on the WWE Network, nine ninety five a month, of all of the NXT takeovers in history. So you can go through and just actually watch them in succession. I would heavily recommend going Wait back. Wait a minute. You pay five cents less than me? Yep. Shit. Oh, fuck. I know, right? I think it's four, but. Coupons. All right, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and my match of the week. I, I'm gonna, I just want to go back to the fact that you suggested uh, Owen Hart for Hall of Fame, yep. um, because my match of the week is actually Brett versus Owen Ooh. WrestleMania 10. Ooh. The bu- the build up for that alone, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it started at Survivor Series and yep. it started with a little family rivalry there. Uh, it when, actually it was supposed to be Bruce yeah. that was gonna go That's up against Brett. But instead, they pushed Owen. Thank you for doing that. Good Lord, thank you. Uh, but that was also where the infamous I kicked your leg out of your leg line came from. <laughs> yes. But that uh, if you've not watched that match again for nine ninety nine, definitely pull up WrestleMania 10 and check out Brother versus Brother. That was by far one of the best matches probably in history. The classic Owen Hart saliva right in the corner of his mouth. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just a little bit. And, you know, that's what was so funny. was he, They sold it as brothers, too. Oh, yeah. Every little move that Owen did, he celebrated. And, then, <laughs> and, and Brett just kind of walked around smug the whole match. Mm-hmm. So it was they, they did a great job of selling the entire – they built the entire match. It, it was a long time running. Yeah, it absolutely it, it, was. It, went, it started at Survivor Series and went all the way to WrestleMania. There was that brief reunion at Royal Rumble where they said everything was water under the bridge. And yep. then he was like, why didn't you tag me in, Brett? Yep. Oh, one of the most classic feuds ever. What about you, Acme? What do you got? Well, I'm chewing up my tums right now. No, it's all good, man. Johnny Gargano's last match at NXT. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Incredible. Did you guys watch it? I did. Yep. The the career versus title match against Andrade Cien Almas. Absolutely. Formerly known as Los Santos and Los Angeles and CMLL. There you go. All right. But when Johnny's wife came out. Mm-hmm. And she she just. Straight up pushed him out of the way. Yeah. Took, took care of that other, I can't remember her name. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega. And then goddamn, um, what's his, his former best friend? Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa comes to hit him with a crutch. Mm-hmm. The Blackheart. They're calling him the Blackheart, which we continue to have these Owen Hart references because there's a period of his time where he was referred mm-hmm. to as the Blackheart towards the end of his career. Yep. But the, just that whole match, and then the way that the crowd reacted after it was over. Oh, yeah. It was almost a tearjerker. No, oh, man. Yep. Absolutely. And so. it's just a matter of time before he gets called up. Oh, yeah. Of course. When do y'all think he's going to get called up? Uh, Postmania. 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 Yep. SmackDown. Yep. They can't do anything with him right now. There's too much on the roster as is when you've got a six man tag going on. You've got to be Smack- six man, whatever. It's got to be SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though with Brand Split, yeah, I would say SmackDown. Uh, all right, so now on to our YouTube clip of the week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and rotate it back the other way. We're going to start back with you, Acme. 
What do you got? Well, hello. <laughs> How you doing, man? Geronimo. <laughs> How's that Tom's treating you? Very good. Awesome. Very good. It'd be better if you had that cheeseburger. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but this week, I'm going with, um, if you just YouTube, Hulk Hogan with the most weak chair shot ever. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of gave him a little boop. <laughs> <laughs> really? Got to give him a little boop, boop, boop. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look this up. Oh, it's glorious. All right. What about you, Jesse? What do you got? Oh, man. Mine is uh, my absolute favorite wrestler of all time, making a flub, which you don't see all that often. The, this one's gold. The goat, the uh, oh, singer yeah. of Fozzie. Yep. We watched this earlier. Y2J, well. the Lionheart, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Chris Jericho. If you just look up, we'll post the link, of course, but the funniest part is on YouTube, you can literally just type in Chris Jericho, Jack Daniels, and you'll find this. It's a segment with uh, Chris Jericho and CM Punk, very reminiscent of Jerry Lawler and Jake Roberts in that he's uh, pouring liquor down his throat and and violating the straight edge thing and making fun of his drunk dad and all this other stuff. And he pours all this liquor all over CM Punk, and he goes to stomp him and just eats fucking shit. Oh, man, he did. Just, he and just busts his ass. Like he, I mean, it's like a three-year-old <laughs> trying to ice skate. It's incredible. Yeah, but then he gets up even madder than hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just continues to beat on Start him. And pours more drinks on him and all that other fun stuff. But just just YouTube that video. It is incredible. Yeah, all right. So my uh, my YouTube clip of the week, uh, it is, it's a match. I'm not going to air or tell you the whole match because the rest of the match wasn't all that great. But uh, it was Biker Taker. I don't want to say Undertaker because every time. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, but he was Biker Taker against Spike Dud- Dudley. So you're just going to look up Choke Slam to Outside. That's all you got to look up. And he literally Choke Slams and picks him up over the top rope and just straight to Matt. Sickening was... thud. And we're talking about Spike Dudley, who's used to hardcore wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he said that this was actually the hardest bump he had ever taken in his career. Yeesh. And if you watch it, there's no your six tape. There's no doubt that it is <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm good. It looks like uh GM's letting us know that we are out of time. Like I said, I want to try and keep these down. But uh, if you would, give me one more shout to uh, the local artists we played this 110%. time. 110%. We started out on this one with uh, my homeboys in Look What I Did, a national band formed in the year 2001. I feel like we might have a Guinness World Record for the longest actually active Nashville rock yeah. band going on right now. Um, they were kind enough to lend us their jams for all of our episodes. So, Well, our first episode and one for this episode so far. Um and the intermission song is again Born Empty. Check out their Beehive Pop Up Vegan Collective at the East Room the first Monday of every month. It's all plant based vegan. It's very fantastic. And Hail Satan. This just in, not even announced yet. Secrets for just our podcast listeners. Both of those bands are playing with Voltage Hawk at the end, 2219 Elliston Place on Cinco de Mayo in Nashville, Ooh. Tennessee. So you guys should definitely keep the lookout for an opportunity to buy tickets to that one because it will hit capacity and it's going to be a boatload of fun. It's a super secret. Tell everybody. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us from here at Hot Tag Wrestling. This is Dale Hangman Albright. Jesse Baker. Acme Geronimo Brown. And we're going to let Glenn Goza carry us out. Now let's turn our attention to another outstanding talent, Glenn Goza, as he sings wrestling. Thank you. Thank you.
me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestle. You think I'd rather be sweating on the dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestle. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. I left to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. And the romper bumper butt butt delivered by the eyes. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gordy, but what I like the most. Is Carrie delivering the iron call as only the fun lyrics can? Boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called friends. She could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassled. Really hassled. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a day, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's Kevin Von Eric when he's really high in flight. Silver-haired Ric Flair when he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. I wouldn't miss this for a dozen girls. I wouldn't miss this for nothing. I said, honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestle. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, last night I dreamed my life was over. There were golden streets and fields of clover and the lights.